You're listening to a message brought to you by Christian Life Church Ross on Y. To find out more about us, go to www.clch.cc. I, I was thinking last week and I was watching Brooke because um, it, it does say in the Bible, doesn't it? Let the children come to me and do not hinder them, for to, for to such belong the kingdom of God. And um, it says in the message, it says, mark this, unless you accept God's kingdom in the simplicity of a child. And, and so I was watching Brooke last week, and um, two words, thoughts came to mind. And one was that she's uninhibited. And the other one is that she's focused and intentional. And I said, well, God, let me, you know, if, if that's what, how to come, then I need to learn from her. Uh, and so I was just thinking about those two um, thoughts over the weekend and over the week. And uh, uninhibited set means expressing one's feelings or thoughts unselfconsciously and without restraints. Um, open showing of feeling, free and natural without embarrassment, no holds barred. Uh, the Bible says, therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, we can boldly enter heaven's most holy place. The King James says boldness. Um, in the message, it says, so friends, we can now without hesitation walk right up to God into the holy place. Brooke is such an example, isn't she, of uninhibitedness, of how to come into God's presence. We don't, we don't always come that way. We can learn, if you watch her, we can learn how, to, how God wants us to come into his kingdom. In him, through and through him, we have faith. We approach God with freedom and confidence. In him, we have boldness and access with confidence. Um, the world tells us that we can come and Jesus has made a way he said it's finished. The way is finished. The way is done for us to come so that a child can go to the Father, so we can go to the Father. His intention is that we come without restraint. His intention is that we come no holds barred. His intention is that we come without, in, we are uninhibited, that we have no inhibitions, that we aren't suppressing or restraining who we are. It is finished, the way is made, that is our potential. Whether we choose to come that way is our choice. No holes barred. You know, the way is made so that we can come with freedom and with confidence. That's what scripture said. We can come that way. We can run. We can crawl, we can go to daddy, we can jump on his lap, we can be still, we can dance, we can sing, we can lean on, we can listen, we can rest, we can just be. It doesn't matter, but that's how he wants us to come, as we are, uninhibited, as we are at that moment. So whether you're, it's daytime or nighttime, if you're up a mountain or you're down in the valley or if you're in the dark or you're in the light, uninhibited, come as you are into his presence. That way is made, 
the way is secure, we can come uninhibited. We don't have to pretend to be something. In fact, God doesn't want us to pretend to be something. God wants us to be uninhibited. He doesn't want us to pretend if we're not feeling good or if we don't believe him or we're doubting something. He'd rather hear about it because that, that way he can take us on. But we need to come without inhibition. That's his design. That's the father's intention. You know, young children, they come whether they're happy, they come to you when they're sad, they come to you when they're crying, they come to you when they're angry, they come to you when they're cross, they come to you in the nighttime, they come to you in the daytime. They come. They just come because you're who to go to. And, and they just come as they are. They don't pretend with you, do they? They learn as they get older not to come like to you all the time. They think they've got to keep things from you. They've got to survive by themselves. And yet it's the simplicity of a child that God wants in us. We've been, culture has told us, the church culture has told us that we have to sit a certain way or stand a certain way or pray a certain way or be a certain person. But God isn't saying that. God is saying, as you are, uninhibited, no holes barred, just come. That's what I want you to do. Just come. That's my design for you. That's what I want you to do. And um, in Romans, it says, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. And I was thinking about this this morning. That actually, do I sometimes miss out on his joy and his peace because I don't come uninhibitedly, because I don't come because I think I've got to be something or I've got to deal with that before I come or I've got to get that right before I come. God's joy and peace is there waiting for us. And yet because we are waiting till we're perfect or waiting till we've sorted that problem out or because the enemy is saying stuff to us we don't come as we are and God just says come as you are I am where your peace is I am where your joy is just come and the other thing um, I really love about Brooke is that she is so focused and intentional giving a lot of attention to one particular thing, it says. Giving a lot of attention, time, effort, knowing exactly what you want to achieve. Concentrated, fixated, absorbed. Um, intent says, having the mind, attention or will, concentrating on something or some end or purpose. Giving all your attention to, being determined to do and achieve something. And the Bible tells us, let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. He, for the joy set before him, endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Um, in the, the New Living says, it set your hearts on things above. And that's the NIV. Set your sights on the realities of heaven where he sits. Um, Colossians 
Colossians 3 in the message says, so if you're serious about living this new resurrection life with Christ, act like it. Pursue the things over which Christ presides. Don't shuffle along, eyes to the ground, absorb with the things right in front of you. Look up and be alert to what is going on around Christ. That's where the action is. See things from his perspective. Well, that was a, a fantastic way of um, expressing it. Giving a lot of attention to, motivated by fixing our eyes in our attention is to be motivated by looking at Christ and what he did and what that brought me. That relationship, that authority, that position as a child, a child of the, of the father. And what that then means in how I live. But I need to be focused and fixed on being motivated by looking at Christ and his transformation of me. I'm going to look at a really, really quickly, a really familiar story um, in Luke. And it's one we've looked at hundreds of times. But it keeps telling what. Well, what I love about the Bible, isn't it, is that you can read something and you learn one thing and then you read it again and you learn another thing and you read something and you, and you learn another thing. You know, it's just, it is a living word, isn't it? Because it just keeps showing you stuff all the time. So this is um, the parable it's called in here of the lost son. There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So we divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, set off for a distant country, and there squandered in wealth, in wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in the whole country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country, who sent him to his fields to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired men have food to spare, and here I am starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired men. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. The son said, Father, I've sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robes and put it on him. Put on a ring on his finger and sand on his, on his feet. Bring the fatted calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. Meanwhile, the older son was in the field. When he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked him what was going on. Your brother has come, he replied, and your father has killed the fatted calf because he is him back safe and sound. The older brother became angry and refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him. But he answered his father, Look, all these years I've been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders. Yet you never gave me a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. 
But when this son of yours, who squandered your property with prostitutes, comes home, you kill the fatted calf for him. My son, the father said, you are always with me, and everything I have is yours. And I was thinking about that story in relation to um, being uninhibited and being focused. Uh, Both sons were sons. Um, they both had that position and when the inheritance was shared they were both recognized as sons they were both um, I'm thinking giving that ring of authority that sandal that showed the position of a son they both had access to all that the father had and made available to them and one was uninhibited and one was intent and focused but neither was the way that the father intended um, the younger son thought he was uninhibited because he thought he had freedom because he went and lived wildly. Uh, the, and then he realized that his, it wasn't freedom. He thought it was freedom and, and, it, and it, it wasn't correct. The older son was given everything that the father, the younger son was given. But instead of, and he was focused on serving the father because it said, I have slaved away for years. What's his word? Look, all these years I've been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders. So he was focused and intentional, but he was focused and intent on earning what he'd already been given. So again, He wasn't fixed on the right thing. He wasn't fixed on the fact that now I've got that ring of authority. I've got that position of a son. I'm going to live like that. He focused on slaving, is the word he used, for his father to try and earn something. But his father had already given it to him. So, and both of them teach us something about an inhibition, uninhibitedness, and focus and intentional, but it's really that's a lesson on how not to do it. Um, that we need to be uninhibited, but uninhibited in our relationship to God. We need to be focused on accessing all that God has already made us and already given us. We don't have to focus on earning the authority. We don't have to focus on earning the right to be a child of God. That has been given to us. We want to know, God, what do you want us to do within this position? How do you want me to change you working in me? How do you want me to come? How do you want me to be? That's our focus and our intention, but I'm doing it already as a child. I'm already been given the inheritance. We've already been given it. We've already been given the authority. So I don't have to earn any of that. I don't have to be focusing on doing what is right to earn God's position and God's sonship. I've already got that. What I need to be focused on is more of God more of the fruit of the Spirit being evident in my life, more of the work of the Spirit changing me to be like him.
that's my focus and my intent. And then within that, I can come as I am. When I mess up, I can come as I am. When I fall, I can come as I am. When I don't quite get it right, I can come as I am. When I do well, I can come as I am because I can just come and celebrate with him. So being uninhibited and intent and focused can go together within the context. We can be uninhibited within the context of knowing God more. Just being focused on doing without being uninhibited is missing out on some of what God's got for us. We need to be focused and intent whilst we are sure of the position we're already in. We've already got that ring. We've already sons. Because if we only have the intention without the uninhibitedness, then that's where the enemy can come in and say, oh, you fell down and start to question us and start to... In try and make there be doubt in our minds, and we give an enemy the route in. We go from sh- then we get shame, and then we get fear, and then we become inhibited. In that's it. I'm better at uninhibition. Um, <laughs> so then that leads us to being bound, and being self-conscious, and being away from what God is intended. And so, we don't want to be inhibited. We want to fix our eyes on Jesus. Our intent and our focus doesn't need to be on earning something. It needs to be of more of something, more of God, more of his spirit working in us, making us more like that. But with the sureness and confidence and certainty of our position, and our identity, which means we come just as we are. What marvelous love, and I just love that we started with these songs, what marvelous love the Father has extended to us. Just look at it. We're called children of God. That's who we really are. See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. And the Amplified says, see what an incredible quality of love the Father has shown to us that we would be permitted to be named and called and counted the children of God. And so we are. God is amazing, isn't he? Isn't he just fantastic? That however free you think you are and however sure you think you are, God wants me to go further. God wants me to have more sureness, more confidence, more uninhibitedness before him. He wants me not to be bound by people's opinions and come unselfconsciously before him. Just to my daddy, just as I am, messing up, not messing up, success, celebration, despair, just as I am, uninhibited, focusing on him and his work and him working good in the midst of everything. And we're just going to play something to finish off.
And it's just really for us to be quiet and just to just enjoy God's presence and be thinking still before him. across the room, just take a deep breath in his presence right now. We rest, Father. Nothing to gain, nothing to lose. Nothing to show, nothing to prove. Just our hearts laid bare before you like that little boy with the loaves and the fish. It's not much, but here's our heart fall. It's not much, but here's our hearts, Father. We present them before you in tenderness, genuine, real devotion. Yeah, it's weak, but it's real. presence this morning, fully alive in your eyes, breathing again in your smile, nothing to gain. With all of my strength, Father, and all that I know, I bow before your feet now, and I give you what you always wanted.
Father, we are so grateful that we have open access into heaven. We are so grateful that you tell us to come with confidence before you. We are so grateful that you made a way. It's finished, the way's made, and we get to walk on it. We are just in awe of you, that you not only save us, but that you give us open access into your presence, just as we are, uninhibited before you. I want to thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father.